Is today the day, the day that you choose you? Are you ready and willing to play outside the confines that keep you stuck? This is your invitation to receive new perspectives, to open up to a new energy of limitless choices with your health, body, spaces, relationships, money, business, and beyond. Are you ready to leap fences and embrace your boundless life? Listen now to Infinite Energy's radio show with Lisa Bennett. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Uh, my name is Lisa Bennett, and this is Infinite Energy's radio show. I am so excited. For those of you that have never tuned in to this show, welcome. I am a space whisperer, and that is this. Uh, capacity that I've had since I was a little girl to communicate and have spaces actually communicate with me. And I have today, I have the pleasure of hosting a friend and someone who I absolutely admire of how she plays with the energy around addiction. And today's show is about, is your space contributing to your addic addiction? And so Marilyn Bradford is our guest today. She's a therapist, teacher, speaker who gives lectures, workshops worldwide. And she has worked in the field of mental health, self-empowerment and addiction for over 20 years. And since Marilyn found Access Consciousness, she approached Gary Douglas, who's the founder of Access, to see what else is possible beyond the... I guess what we call the traditional treatment and go beyond and see what she could uh, facilitate with regard to showing another way of possibility that is beyond uh, what we would, I guess, look at in this reality as, as the traditional uh, systems. So welcome, Marilyn. I'm so excited to have you here today. You also, I wanted to mention, are the founder of Right Recovery for You, which is a program within Access Consciousness that you developed specific to moving beyond addictive and compulsive behavior. And that, to me, is just so cool. So first of all, Marilyn, um, I'm wondering if you could just sort of mention a little bit about when you first came to uh, discover the tools of Access Consciousness and how you could incorporate that as a as a professional uh, pr practitioner that works with clients from from around the world. Tell us a little bit about that journey. I would love to. I've been a psychotherapist for like forever. Well, at least since 1991, which now seems like forever. But um, and I looked at a lot of different modalities. Um, I studied at the Menninger Clinic. Uh, we had someone on our board at the hospital where I worked who did rational emotive therapy. So I really looked at all kinds of different modalities to work with mental health and addiction problems. And one of the things that came up repeatedly with addiction was that everybody just kind of threw up their hands and said, send them to 12 steps. And I was actually diagnosed as an alcoholic uh, years ago in the 80s, and so that's where I went. And while I get that it's actually good for some people, if you actually Google the uh, results, you'll find that it's, it helps about 9 to 13% of people. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But when I found that out, I was asking, 
well, what else is possible? What else can I be for these people who are really struggling? Um, and at the same time, kind of in that same time frame, about 11, 12 years ago, I had a friend who introduced me to Access Consciousness. And I wasn't going there for a spiritual trip or anything to help with my therapy practice. I was just going because it sounded kind of cool. And what happened was wow. I started using, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I started using the tools of access with my psychotherapy clients, and they were getting better so much faster that I was just absolutely floored. And that's when I approached Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, and asked, could we do something with these tools and addiction? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And that's how Right Recovery for You was founded. And um, it's pretty it's pretty amazing, Marilyn, how um, nine to 13 percent of people with AA, that's that's the statistic today. That's uh, yep. that's wow. the statistic. That's not very encouraging. <laughs> no, I mean, would you get a quote cancer treatment in traditional reality with nine to 13 percent success? I mean, it's Amazing. kind of interesting. But, you know, the thing is, I don't even, I don't like to dwell on that. What I really like to look at is what can you be and do and what tools can you use to create greater changes? And that's really how I've looked at this whole thing. Um, wow. Amazing. Amazing. So this today, because I've, I've known Marilyn since 2010 is the first time I met you, Marilyn, and I have to tell you, this book was uh, when this came out and just just a little, I, I would call them little gems for me. I had, um, uh, in, in the past, I had been around to, uh, gosh, um, being around different people that had cho- chosen either drugs, alcohol, a combination of, and I still know people that are choosing uh, those forms of, I guess, um, the word I would use is almost numbing themselves from mm-hmm. their awareness of yeah. so much. So can you just speak a little bit about that a numbing and awareness of how people choose? They can do that with food. They can do that with sex. They can do that with drugs. They can do that with, with shopping. <laughs> so it's not yes. just alcohol, right? Oh, no, absolutely not. You can do it with being the best mother in the world. You can do it with mm. money, with becoming a success. You can do it, I think we've all known people who do it with trauma drama. Oh, oh me. You know, um, yeah. it's a real thing. And what I discovered working with Right Recovery for You, which is very different from the traditional approach where you're wrong and you've made all these mistakes and you need to admit your sins and all of that, what I found is that most of the people who are numbing out are people, what we call humanoids, people who are highly creative, lots of times ADD, and who just don't fit into this reality. And nobody's given them any tools to know how, how to create a life that's basically beyond this reality. They're told they're wrong. They're told that they they just um, need to just, you know, sit on the couch, have a beer, or, um, you know, get married, do the right thing. And they're like, well, yeah, I get it. Uh, 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 why doesn't that work for me? <laughs> why doesn't that work yeah. for me? Because it doesn't. Because it's not who you are. Because you're highly creative. 
Um, and if you really look at things, the people in the world who've made the greatest differences, whether Nelson Mandela or Gandhi or Picasso or whomever, are people who've been willing to be different and create beyond this reality. Um, and yeah. that's what I find the majority of people who have what we call addictions, who are trying to escape, trying to numb out, are people who are incredibly creative, but somehow they got just so put down, they got such a sense of wrongness about themselves that they can't see and they don't have the tools, which is what Access Consciousness delivers, to actually see how to get their way out of that sense of wrongness and out of that sense that they uh, can't be useful, can't be productive, can't be creative, because they don't do it in the way that this reality validates. You know, and thank you for saying that, Marilyn, because I am aware of some, what I would consider to be people that are that are on the, the verge of being geniuses, and yet they just choose to numb themselves and it's almost like they're trying to fit into a box of what this reality expects them to be, how to function, absolutely, how to be, how to be a husband, how to be um, in this corporate sort of structure. And if you can't fit in this corporate corporate structure or this paradigm of how to run a business or be in business, then it's it's almost easier easier for them to just implode or make themselves sort of numb off all those other capacities and I'm just like oh my god I can I can see that they're dying <laughs> they're, yes. they're sort and of they killing are off and this. that's a lot of suicides <clears throat> that's a lot of people who just lose themselves in something and once again people please realize it's not just alcohol and drugs and gambling and sex addiction it's relationships it's being the perfect friend it's um, being a great cook and I'm not saying that any of these things, like being a great cook, can't be something that you do and enjoy, but it's looking at where you basically um, go on automatic pilot to not really exist so that you don't have to be aware. And that's the thing. It's the awareness, the capacity for awareness that these people have that creates the difficulty because their awareness goes, whew, and totally expands out, and they're aware of the insanity of their neighbors. They're aware of the insanity of their family. They're aware of the insanity of our current political situation. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, I don't know what to do with that. And so there's a twofold thing here. One is I want to say to everybody, you don't have to do anything about it. You're just aware. <laughs> just because you're aware doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. And the other thing is, please use some tools that allow you to have more ease with all of this. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, so on on that, I just one of the things that uh, I've been aware of over the years of working with clients and spaces is that there's an energy of hoarding is one energy that comes up. There's an energy of people almost imprisoning themselves within their spaces and not going outside, spending hours a day, whether it's on the computer, whether it's uh, um, connecting with people, but not actually getting out in the physical world and connecting and doing something that would add 
perhaps energetically to their bodies, going and walking out mm-hmm. in the nature, hiking. So this is something that I, I'm I'm quite curious about on your point of view, Marilyn, of how many of how many of your clients over the years have you noticed have utilized their spaces as almost a place they might call it a sanctuary but it actually might be looking at themselves as imprisoning themselves within their spaces. Um, hmm. Can you say a little bit more about that, Lisa? I want to make sure I've really got exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So so when, when sometimes people call me in and invite me in to give them a consultation with regard to their spaces, I have... Many times, I call it the dirty little secret. On the surface, everything looks magical and, and great. And, right. Right. and And then you walk in and you're like, wow. And I've had this with many of a professional individual who functions really well, perhaps in a professional situation. And then when you open their door, it's like walking into a time warp. There are things that have been sitting there for the last 10 years. They've kept the same Christmas tree up, the same lights up. The the they 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 haven't shifted anything. There's broken cupboards. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. Th- there's and and they wonder why there are challenges within marriages. There's challenges with kids, and they're they're not seeing it through their eyes. And it's it's the blinders. And they're professionals. They might have degrees, and and you can see that maybe one of the two in the relationship sees it and brings no one home. The kids bring no one home. Uh, so that's uh, that's the worst case of, of what I would call on the hoarding scale. And then, then you have the other individual who literally has nowhere to place their things and they're sitting there with their computer and they go to work and they've never invited anybody home. Uh, and they know that there's, a, there's an addiction to the hoarding of the holding onto things of never giving those items up of never feeling that they're saving things for a rainy day. <laughs> no, this so, is awesome, Lisa, because I, I really get what you're talking about, and it brings up something I love to talk about and sometimes don't remember, which is that one of the things that we do as people is we – okay, so how can I say this? When you're doing your professional life, you're not – generally speaking, referencing your childhood or your family of origin. And it leaves you free to create massively to be much more of the being that you be. But when you go back into relationships, what you tend to do, what we all tend to do, is we reference our childhood, which in general, for most of us, particularly if you were this wacky, humanoid, creative, amazing being, is all about how you're wrong, how you can't do it right, how you need to find a way to control, and that's what we do. A lot of the times the way we control things in our childhood is by solidifying them. And that so speaks to what you're talking about of putting up, (laughs) having the same Christmas tree or whatever. It's like, okay, if I do this, I'll be in control and I can sort of escape and back out and it'll all be okay, I hope. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe my brother won't hit me and maybe my parents won't scream at me. And so let me just do this Christmas tree again. So it really is a lot about 
trying to use control to maintain some sense of sanity and some sense of uh, at least a hope that you can get through some of the things that were experienced. So um, what I really recommend that people do is that they sit down with a great facilitator and they begin to look at all of the places they've solidified their childhood experiences that solidified their belief systems so that they're not really free to choose something different. Now, because they're at, when it comes to any kind of relationship, they're acting out of that very early stuff, and it can be in the womb even, but often as early as um, one or two years old, you know, maybe you were aware that mom didn't really want you or that you came into a family of very rigid believers who are going to impel everything that they had decided was true onto you. Um, you know, you could be a guy who wanted to play the violin instead of football or a girl who wanted to play football instead of the violin. I mean, you know, we have all wow. kinds of crazy things that happen to us in childhood and we tend to create, until we get some interventions and facilitation, we tend to create our present and our future that has anything to do with relationships from that point of view. Wow. So so let me ask you this, Marilyn. Are are the the addictive compulsive behaviors that you're aware of over the years of clients that you've worked with, have you have you noticed that it has transferred over to people's spaces? Uh and I, I, I guess you're not privy to necessarily walking into spaces as I am, um, but is that something that has has come up? And then I'm just curious how that has shown up for you in in your career. Well, I think I get a sense that we're talking about the same thing when you talk about people's spaces. I I think I refer to it as different people's universes. Does that ring true yes. for you? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Because one of the things that we do, and I was a genius at this as a child, is that become because we're aware as young children, excuse me, that we really don't have a lot of power, what we tend to do is to develop the capacity to go into our parents and siblings' universes. And we go trot around <laughs> yeah. and we go, oh, okay, this is where they're operating from. This is what they require of me. Okay, I can do that. I can be that and I do that. Um, how do I go into the universes? How do I find out how not to be hit or verbally abused by being what they want me to be or at least to minimize it? Um, so that's what we do. The difficulty is because no one really helps us or facilitates us is we don't have a sense of what our space or universe is. Wow. We only know how to go into other people's spaces and universes. So that Oh my goodness. We actually <laughs> Yeah, we begin to <laughs> we begin to make that transition to like who am I seriously without everybody else. It's like uh I don't have a clue who I am or what I like or what I believe in. I just know what Tom and Jerry and Mom and Dad and Uncle Jim and Aunt Alice, and uh, I can tell you what they believe in, what they like, but I don't really know who I am. So, <laughs> but I mean, that's the energy so, I've gotten from a lot of people. Yeah. 
That is so cool. Oh my goodness. I, I, the word chameleon pops up mm-hmm. of being a master chameleon and, and tapping into all the other people's universes. And at some point they've, they've lost themselves and they actually don't know what their gifts and capacities are. And they're not actually aware of who they truly, their true essence or their true being or however you want to word it. Okay. I'm I'm going to take a quick break here, and I'm I'm really excited about talking more about this with Marilyn. We are with Lisa Bennett at Infinite Energies, and my guest Marilyn Bradford, the author of Right Recovery for You, and the founder of this amazing program for people with uh, moving beyond addictive and compulsive behavior. We'll talk to you in a minute. Have you ever wanted to know how you can choose an amazing life and to be in the space of thrival instead of survival? Are you ready to move beyond the confines of your life? Have you always known that there was another way of living in this world beyond just existing? How about an open conversation that gives you immediate ways to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Ever wish there was an easier way to change any aspect of your life? What if there is? And what if it could be as simple as communicating with your physical environment? Global Space Whisperer Lisa Bennett works with clients all over the world to interpret and translate the language of their homes, offices, and physical surroundings in order to create clarity, freedom, joy, prosperity, and so much more. Learn more about the latest Creating Conscious Spaces workshop and other upcoming events. Visit www.infiniteenergies.ca. You can also email Lisa today to book a personal consultation or speaking engagement at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. This is Infinite Energies Radio Show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can send a question or comment to lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome, welcome, everyone. You're with Lisa Bennett at Infinite Energies, and I'm my beautiful guest, Marilyn Bradford, who is the founder and author of a program with Right Recovery for You, and she developed this program with Gary Douglas, who's the founder of Access Consciousness. And Marilyn, I am so grateful for you. You really did this book for me, uh, the Right Recovery for You <laughs> book that you created. I like really. Well, it it really actually gave me a lot of allowance for the people in my life that chose alcohol, drugs, whatever their choice um, of addictive, addictive compulsive behavior was, and 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 or are continuing to choose it. And I just I'm, I guess the the one of the biggest sort of takeaways for me was knowing that it was number one, it was a choice. For them to choose yes, this and number absolutely. and number absolutely and 
Yeah, and number two, that they actually, there there are tools out there that don't go into the blame, shame, guilt, uh, which is really what I, I believe a lot of these programs are, are you know, talking about uh, how we can change things as though they were the they were the problem and i guess i'd like to speak a little bit more about that uh, all the judgment around it and how we can have more allowance for people choosing that and that that there are as as we know there are these fabulous tools within access consciousness that are really being in the question and getting ourselves out of that sense of numbing, one can numb themselves with so many different things out there. Uh, and there's, I, I would say that there's probably even more. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure in your <laughs> practice that you've discovered there are even more uh, choices available to run away from, hide, whatever that is. So my question, Marilyn, would be for all of the listeners that are tuning in today is if you have someone in your life and they've chosen uh, whatever the behavior is, what would you suggest to them right now in this, uh, given that we've just come out of the holiday season as well, that there are a lot of people, they go, wow, I, I can't do this anymore or whatever that is. What What would you suggest for them? Well, one of the things is to really get clear on whether or not this person desires to change. Because there are people who are doing addictive behavior, say having too much alcohol, who just don't know what else to do. And there are others who are like, to heck with it. This is what I'm doing and I'm going to be mean and nasty to everybody in my life because they were mean and nasty to me and blah, 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 blah. So you have to get really clear on if you're with someone or you have a loved one or whatever that's um, involved with a lot of alcohol, you have to get really clear on whether or not they have any interest in changing. The second thing is don't make any efforts to change them. <laughs> that may seem counterproductive, but it's actually yeah. the truth. Um, so the thing to know is that the people who actually desire to change um, – just don't actually understand that they have choices. They, they've looked to the left, they've looked to the right, and this is all that seems to be ahead of them. Um, so what I usually tell people to do is to begin with asking questions. Hey, do you really desire to stop this? And if they say yes, well, this is where it gets a bit complicated. But one thing I would say is just give them my book. Um, I've had so many testimonials. So one of the most amazing ones recently was from a woman who sent my book to her brother who was incarcerated for drugs and alcohol. And he wrote back and he said, wow, for the first time in my life, I realized I'm not a victim and I can change this. Um, and the point of sending the book, and you don't have to do that. And I'm not just, believe me, if you write a book, you don't make a lot of money from it. This is not promoting wow. me to get wealthy. Um, but it is that if you if you give somebody a book, it allows them to take what they want. It's not a what do I want to say? It's not like a you need to do this and this and this and this. It's not like you're lording over them with superiority, telling them what they need to do. It's much more about hey, this book has got some tools. 
um, thought you might be interested. And then just wait and see what happens. The other thing is to remember that you are not responsible for their choices. And that's one of the biggest ones I see over and over and over again. That people really believe, well, well and, I've just and done this differently. So- yeah, I was going to say, Marilyn. Thank you for that. It's 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 interesting for the people that I'm aware of, and the and the the whether they're personal friends or clients, is one of the things uh, if they are in relationship with someone that chooses this, it's creating a boundary for themselves if they have children involved, creating a boundary and saying this is what does no longer work for me until such time and if they choose not to that's okay too but having that that uh, allowance for that person's choices and then knowing that that many families have had where they've everybody sort of sat in this I would call it almost a quagmire waiting for that person to make a choice and they all sort of, it's almost like being, yeah, like in, in um, um, quicksand, watching the family yes. almost implode, yes. watching as this other person, they're all waiting for their next moment of, of being happy and, and together, and then they go down that deep, dark hole again. Uh, and it's sort of like sitting on pins and needles. So for, for, those families out there that are asking for something, as you said, I mean, we can we can give them a book and say, look, this is your choice. Uh, what would you say to the families that are wondering what they can be doing for themselves for moving forward in their lives? Just what you're saying. Get on with your life. Yeah. You please do not let your life be truncated or put on hold or anything else because it's this other person. Now, I know sometimes, you know, it's a family where the mom or the dad is drinking alcoholically and the other partner is like, well, their children. Do whatever you can to get away. Do whatever you can to say, not to, well, save is a weird word, but to take care of yourself and your children. And you remember, you do not owe is going to sound very strange for a lot of people, but you do not owe your spouse anything if they're drinking alcoholically or using drugs or whatever. Um, I'm not saying don't say to them, hey, we're happy to get you help. Um, I was married and then divorced from a really wonderful guy. He was a total humanoid. And when we were married, we we both happened to be in AA and weren't drinking. And um, he went, and I just want to say that with access You can actually, if you choose, go to a space of social drinking, but that's a whole different deal. But anyway, um, (laughs) he he had not done that, and he started drinking. And when he he was a classic major alcoholic, which is to say, he would drink two bottles of vodka a day when he was drinking, which is a lot of alcohol. But um, I did go to see him, and I said, "Look, I will go with you to the VA because he was a vet." For treatment, I will take you to an AA meeting. I will do anything like that, but I will not come and be with you while you're drinking like this. You have to make the choice. And that's what I would say to families is, and I went on with my life and created more. If they're not willing to choose, please don't be on your hands and knees begging them. It is not going to work. No, no. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that because I know there there are a few listeners out there who are in that in that particular time where they're sitting there wondering, what do I do now? Just give me give me whatever that is, and and I I do know when somebody is in that moment of feeling like there are no choices. Please know that there are, and yes, if you absolutely. haven't. If you haven't looked at this Right Recovery for You book, please do. And Marilyn, I know that you have some great uh, um, on Access Consciousness uh, the TV. There's some freebies out there. Um, yes, there's also, I believe, absolutely. you've got some. If you Google Marilyn <laughs> um, and Bradford is B R A D F O R D, you will find that you have some great. Um, moments where you've shared with people just very much about how they can get out of this. And even for the individual, now I'm going to turn the tables, for the individual that is and may be tuning in today or in the future who has tried everything, they've tried all the programs, they've gone to private um, homes, they've gone to private programs, they do well for two or three months and then they choose to uh, pick up their addiction uh, again what would you what would you say for those people that that are listening in and and if there is any little tidbits of wisdom that you can share with them that might might be the little the the little light for them the light bulb moment for them in the future well one of the things that i found it's a great question and i'm so grateful lisa that you asked it because i was wondering how am i going to get over here but one of the things that i found is that there are primary and secondary addictions, and we're all used to looking at alcohol, drugs, sex, relationship, gambling as an addiction, but it's actually a secondary addiction. The yeah. primary addiction is to judgment and the wrongness of self. Yes. And this is why people keep relapsing and not being able to work programs. Because, you know, you get on this thing and I'm going to quit drinking and you quit drinking and Slowly, 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 that sense of how wrong you are, that sense of I can't do anything right, and you know, that depression, that those tears, that, and sometimes it shows up as anger, more for men than women, but that's just because we do things, tend to do things differently. Um, yeah, yeah. All of that is all about that sense of judgment and the wrongness of self. And until that is cleared, you really cannot deal with any addictive behavior because to stop it brings into light the sense of how quote bad you are and so when I work with people what I work with primarily is that judgment and wrongness of self and I want to say something right now for all of you who are in this morass judgment is totally arbitrary there is no truth to it <laughs> wow can you say that again for everyone that's going, judgment. wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Judgment yep. is totally arbitrary. There is absolutely no truth to it. It is just someone else's point of view. Okay, now for someone to hear that for the very first time, I think you're just going to get their head spinning around here. And they're going to go, are you, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, think of, okay, so here's an example. Yeah. Take, uh, 
take a woman walking down the street, and you can do a couple of different examples. She can be young and thin and sexy. She can be older and maybe has a few pounds on her and a little gray hair and a little bit of wrinkles. If you ask 10 different people to describe that woman, and all of descriptions are judgments, unless they're really, you know, she's five foot two and blah, blah, blah. But, um, but generally people are going to say things like, wow, she's a looker, or I bet she's hot, or, well, that's just an old lady, or she can't do anything, or all of those are judgments. The thing is, if there were any truth to judgment, if it were anything from completely arbitrary, Every single time you ask somebody, you'd get the same response. I mean, even with a tree, you can say, it's a beautiful tree. Oh, it's just a tree. Oh, well, you know, it's got a dead branch. It's probably going to die. It's just, <laughs> those are all judgments. Yeah. And none Isn't of it? them have anything to do with awareness or the truth of what is. Wow. And isn't isn't it amazing how much of this reality is based on judgment in Absolutely. our mag- magazines, our media, what people see and their and our kids are inundated in school through the computer, through ads that pop up on their co- their computers about this is the right outfit to wear, this is the what right restaurant to go to this is the 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 right program to take if you want to create more money or if you want to lose weight this is the only way to go and uh yes. you've got to get your hair colored or cut and and so <laughs> we're so we're so visual with everything that there's there's almost this point of what is truth for you and what is what is actual truth out there that that we're all in it, I mean it's sort of like trying to look through the quagmire of what is truth for you in all of this information overload that we are receiving from everywhere yes and the thing is you hit on something that's very important is that there there are things that are true for you there are no absolute truths forget it get over it but there are things that are true for you. I mean, it's true for me that I don't like boring fast food. I mean, that's just true for me. It's not true for everyone. Once again, the people who absolutely love McDonald's and I don't even know what the other ones are because I don't go there, Whoppers and this and that. But that's not a judgment. That's just an awareness of what actually works for me and what doesn't. And that's, yeah. I would love to move people to a space of awareness rather than judgment. You can be aware that your sister-in-law is racist and prejudiced and actually have no point of view around it. It's kind of like, wow, my sister-in-law is a racist. Wow, okay. But if you're going, ah, she hates this and she hates these people, and then can you, can you get the energy of how that kind of contracts and solidifies and pulls you into being part of that, which actually is not going to do you any good because you're going to have to align and agree or resist and react to her, which is kind of like tying you to her for the rest of eternity. So there's a big difference between (laughs) being aware of something that's going on and actually and jumping into it in one way or the other. 
Wow. Amazing. I am so grateful for this conversation this morning and uh, for any of you that are tuning in. I'm grateful for all of you, uh, whether live today or or just tuning in um, later on. We are going to take a quick break. You are with Lisa Bennett's uh, Infident Energies and my guest, Marilyn Bradford, the founder and author of Right Recovery for You. And uh, when we return, we'll have a couple of uh, more Questions and a great conversation with Marilyn. Sounds great. Thank you, Lisa. Have you ever wanted to know how you can choose an amazing life and to be in the space of thrival instead of survival? Are you ready to move beyond the confines of your life? Have you always known that there was another way of living in this world beyond just existing? How about an open conversation that gives you immediate ways to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Ever wish there was an easier way to change any aspect of your life? What if there is? And what if it could be as simple as communicating with your physical environment? Global Space Whisperer Lisa Bennett works with clients all over the world to interpret and translate the language of their homes, offices, and physical surroundings in order to create clarity, freedom, joy, prosperity, and so much more. Learn more about the latest Creating Conscious Spaces workshop and other upcoming events. Visit www.infiniteenergies.ca. You can also email Lisa today to book a personal consultation or speaking engagement at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. This is Infinite Energies Radio Show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can send a question or comment to lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I'm so grateful for everyone that is tuned in today, and I have my... Uh, beautiful host, Marilyn Bradford, who is the founder of Right, Re- uh, right Recovery for You and the, also the author of this fabulous book that I have had highlighted and I have corners turned over and I've had this book since the moment it came out. <laughs> I love it, Lisa. And Thank actually, you. I well, yeah, and I've given this book away to a number of people over the years and they were all very grateful um, for uh, this book, just for themselves to get get moving every day and uh, choosing to get up and get going and 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 uh, it's it's certainly assisted and and I'm grateful for that on so many levels. So one of the one of the things that I wanted to share is Marilyn. Uh, not only is an access consciousness certified facilitator, she has a um, a free event coming up here on uh, you can uh, look her up on Facebook Marilyn Bradford and she has a a program called from limitations to possibilities it's a free event and it's Thursday January the 18th at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. UTC so uh, check it out um, 
We'll have the link in the follow-up on uh, for those of you that choose to re-listen to this. And uh, you can also get a hold of Marilyn through her website, through Facebook Messenger. And Marilyn, your email, if you could just share that with everyone, I'd be grateful. Um, Absolutely. It's MarilynBradford at me.com. Um, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-B-R-A-D-F-O-R-D at M-E dot com. And that's the same um, if you just want to go to www.MarilynBradford.com. There's a listing for this free Zoom that's coming up um, on the 18th. And I think it's going to be really fun. So thank you so much for that, Lisa. I really appreciate up. it. Yeah. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I was... I was just, um, we're sort of in the last portion of the show, and I really wanted to, because I know there's so many directions we can talk to. There's so many addictions that, that, that people um, can choose. And you had talked about a primary and secondary addiction. And something that really popped for me is we talk about recovery, okay? And, and I remember that there was something that popped for me in your book is about what is true recovery and yeah, what because is choosing, choosing consciousness. If you could just speak a little bit about that. Great question. Thank you again, Lisa. Your questions are awesome. Um, <laughs> recovery in this reality is defined as not doing something, not drinking alcohol, not gambling, not um whatever it is, doing opioids. But for me, that's not about recovery. That's just about a choice that you're making for yourself um, to be able to access more and more and more of you and a greater you. When I think about what recovering is, I would say in one, it's, it's kind of a funny twofold thing because I would say on the one hand, it is recovering the greatness of who you really are. But since most of us don't have a clue as to what that is, in a way, it's not just about recovering, but also about discovering. And really discovering who you actually be beyond this reality. Who do you be beyond limitations? Um, and that's uh, a lot about what this new Zoom is and the uh, telecom series coming up. Is It's about um, move from limitations to possibilities. You know, we know about the limitations, even though we think that's the way it has to be. But most of us don't have a clue about the possibilities of the greatness of us. So that, wow. to me, is really about recovering. Recovering and discovering is. Recovery is just a very, and it's going to sound odd, but a small step along the path to discovering your greatness. Now, if that means for you, that not drinking or not engaging in multiple sex partners or whatever it is for you that's destroying your life and not creating it, that's awesome. That's like a phenomenal first step. And I just want to say there is so much more possible for you out there. That's what I really yeah. want to get across. Well, and so thank you for that because one of the things that I'm aware of and, and so when I play with and I call it play, as, as Marilyn knows, we, we are bringing more joy and more playfulness in our lives. And, and 
for me, when I can show a client another door, I look at doors as doors of possibilities for people. Sure. And if they've always chosen the same door, that's sort of my analogy is when I play with spaces. It's like showing them the same door. Well, you're going to get the same result. But if you actually acknowledge yeah. that there's a buffet of doors out there, pink, blue, glass, uh, screen, um, metal. There's just a million types of doors that we can choose. And if we open up a different door, behind that door is a different set of possibilities. And for those that are sitting there in what I would call fear, they're they're going, I can't, there's no possible way, you don't understand if I choose that, this might happen. So what what would you say for those people that are going, if I choose that, this might happen? The should have, could have, this might happen. happen. If they say, if they, I would say, if this does happen, what happens to you? What is that about? Go forward, ask questions. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, Fears are not based in anything real. I mean, I was talking to, a, I had a, a private session this morning a little bit earlier, and uh, this is a client I've worked for a long time, and but he's just totally amazing. And he was saying, well, I don't know, Marilyn, if I give this up, what's going to happen? And I'm like, if you give it up, what's going to happen? Let's go into that energy. <laughs> Let's play it out. It's like, oh, it's not going to be so bad after all. <laughs> So yeah. indulge your fantasies of if you choose this, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. well, it's not that big a deal. Wow. Because what we tend to do, and this is one thing I really want to let people look at, know about, whatever you want to call it, is anything that you're making greater than you controls you. So if you're making a future choice greater than you, You've actually diminished yourself to the point where it controls you. you know, wow, if I lose okay. all my friends, anything, what's going to happen? Yeah. Anything that you are, say that again, Marilyn, just for those first-time listeners. I hope Anything I that you're creating is greater <laughs> than you. Yeah. Anything that you make greater than you controls you. Yeah. You've made yourself less. Exactly. And do you Isn't really need to make yourself less? Yeah. Wow. It's amazing what we can create, how much trauma and drama we can create in our lives. And if if you could suggest, um, uh, based on all the years of working with 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 clients and and individuals, families, etc., that if there are, are sort of the top five questions. What would you say those top five questions for them sort of take away today they could write down and put on their fridge and and when they're going into that quagmire of question and trauma and drama, what five questions would you suggest that they could stick on their fridge and ask on a daily basis? Well, the first one is, and this is a question I always ask people I work with, what's right about my addiction I'm not getting? Mm-hmm. And people are like, what? It's horrible. It's terrible. I'm like, no. There's something about it that works for you and not in a bad way. Um, One of the things I realized as a therapist, 
over the years is that all behavior is purposeful. So I had a woman who was addicted to alcohol, or that was her point of view. I'm addicted to alcohol, uh, which just basically means she was using alcohol to deal with situations she didn't know how to deal with. So I kept asking her, what's right about your alcohol, that, you know, drinking alcohol, you're not getting, it's the devil, it's horrible. But finally, she was able to come around, and another way to ask this question is, what contribution is the alcohol, the drugs, the sex, the codependency to my life? And for her, it was like, well, it's the only time I get to be by myself, because everybody knows when I'm having my wine outside, don't disturb me. She said, another thing that's really right about it and the contribution is I don't have to deal with the fact that my marriage is falling apart and I don't know what to do with them, do about that. And I don't know what to do about my foster kids. And so I said, look, with all of that, there were actually eight things that it contributed to her. I said, with all of that in place, how can you think you can just stop? We need to look at other ways of managing some of these things that you decided are greater than you and you don't know how to deal with. So that's so, the first so Marilyn, foremost I, question. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, we've got we've got just a minute, so I'm going to sort of just say the, the next four questions and then we can <laughs> – I know we could talk for a long time. What, well, what would, I would you say, say the next that what's four right questions? about your addiction you're not getting is the first, the main thing. Other questions is every time you go to your addiction or behavior, ask, if I weren't doing this, what would I be aware of? The third is, if I weren't judging this, what would I be aware of? Um, four and five, I don't know. If you do those first three, you're going to get a lot of freedom. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Marilyn. This is this has been, for me, um, as always, every time I connect with you or see you or chat with you, there's always another door that uh, is opened. And so for those of you that joined us today, I am incredibly grateful for hosting and having Marilyn Bradford as my guest today, uh, starting 2018. So I look forward to reaching out to myself, Lisa Bennett's The Space Whisperer. I'm off to La Reunion, which is an island off the coast of Africa at the end of the month. So keep in touch. Yes, and uh, Marilyn, thank you for joining us today and for everyone else. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Infinite Energies Radio Show. Lisa Bennett will return next Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Lisa loves to connect with her listeners. Email her at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca or find her Infinite Energies page on Facebook. We look forward to having you join us again to share the changes you have begun to make. Have an-